Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. So today I'm speaking with Victoria Quinlan, President for Europe at Cortland. Victoria, what is your target for the number of build-to-rent units and properties in the UK under management over the next five years? Obviously, Cortland has entered the UK from the United States originally. Yes, thanks, George. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, Cortland's come into the UK um, wanting to expand the platform. Um, we've got a strategy here um, which is twofold, um, developing over the next five to six years a platform of about 10,000 build-to-rent um, apartments and expanding on our management platform, which is both the block management in residential and the third-party build-to-rent management of about 75,000 um, apartments. That's um, across the UK, looking at London, the commuter belt of London, regional cities, and also looking into Dublin and Ireland as well. Okay, and anywhere in mainland Europe that you're looking at? Yeah, mainland Europe will be part of that expansion plan. Um, the focus, the immediate focus will be the UK consolidation there, mm-hmm. but there is quite a few markets that, um, are developed in mainland Europe, the Germanys of the world, but there are also some that the, the build-to-rent sector is taking off, so that um, Spain, Nordics, um, Italy even. So we're, we're doing more research in that space to make sure that we, we go in um, eyes wide open, but there definitely is markets throughout continental Europe that are attractive. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a bit of focus in the UK market now on, on suburban or single-family build-to-rent, depending on or what what you want to call it. Um, is this a market you're looking to enter or are you currently just looking at sort of traditional city centre um, multifamily? Yeah, I mean, Cortland in the US did, um, has played in that space um, traditionally in the past. It's not something that they are, that we are doing here or there um, in the short term. That's predominantly because we're really focused on um that service provision that we provide to residents. So that hospitality driven experience, that service level. And in that single family, multifamily product at the moment, it's a little bit, there's less amenity. Um, It can be more independent um, living design. Um, And so giving that level of service has and can be difficult. I think if that evolves, and I do think that there'll be different product types evolving through different markets, then it is something that we definitely will look at because if we can bring that that um, resident-centric approach, then it will be um, a great product to offer to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about amenities and programming then and, and how important they are. Is the bar constantly rising in that respect as the market becomes more competitive? And, and where are we at now in terms of, of what um, customers demand as a given? Yeah, I think... You see that over the last few years, the product um, development in the immunity space in the UK has risen exponentially, which is really great for the consumer. Um, I think it's something that we do look at very carefully. I mean, immunity is part of that build trend offer, having great spaces, um, a variety of spaces. We do a lot of that design and thought um, work in-house. Um, we look at what the geography is, what's on offer in the location. So, it is absolutely critical, I think, moving forward and will continue to be for all operators. 
I guess we do it in parallel and it's really important to us that we don't forget and we don't leave the service element behind. If you just have amenity but no service, I think you're letting the consumer down. So for us, that focus on giving that um, service-centric service centric experience for consumers is absolutely critical. So we'll continue to do both of those as we move forward. Mm-hmm. And how do you monitor um, how these amenities are used and how popular they are? Is, it, is that done by technology? As in you can, you know, there's a software that tells you when somebody's on this particular exercise bike or, or how does it work? There is, there, the technology space is something that's evolving immensely too. There is technology in terms of um, booking systems and monitoring usage in that way. And um, I think operators now are getting a lot more intel on how people like to use spaces and what it, what I use through technology. But the other piece is actually having people who engage with the residents, get feedback directly from them. And that's something that's really important to us at Cortland that you really do know your community you know what your people want and also you talk to the consumers that are coming in um, and getting their feedback and then pushing that back through the system. Mm. So you you presumably would have a, a, a 24-7 concierge and maybe a building manager or a programming manager who, who do the, the customers interact with on a day-to-day basis? On a day-to-day basis we would have people on site depending on the size of the scheme um, we'll drive whether it's 24-7 or it's um, different hours depending on the scale of the scheme Um, but yeah we would always have an on-site presence for our customers and potential customers to come and then we'll also have um, people at the end of phone lines and um, technology apps and things for for that communication to happen. Yeah Um, you've partnered with Harrison Street for for, um, a couple of projects at least in the UK How are you finding investor sentiment towards the build-to-rent sector at the moment and how has that evolved in in your time in the space in this country? Um, It's in a very short space of time, investors have really jumped into this sector and I think that will continue. I think the residential space has got the supply and demand metrics in the UK, for example, that we do have an undersupply and investors have got the allocation to this, um, to the residential um, sector. So that will continue. And I think um, probably at quite a pace in the next few years, for sure. Mm -hmm. And do you think that investor appetite is running parallel with perhaps a shift in attitudes amongst the general population in in that there are much, there, there are a lot more people now who are more comfortable to rent you know owning your own property is not the be all and end all that it, that it once was and you know we're now seeing household names like John Lewis and Lloyds Bank getting into the build to rent space do you think that's indicative of a, a sea change in people's attitudes to home ownership and renting? Um, yeah I think there is this I think there's two elements to this it's um it's really interesting to see who's entering the market I think there's the group of consumers that are renting by choice now, and that is um, a, a newer evolution. I think that's driven by better quality, better service provision. Um, also, people are wanting a more freedom, flexible lifestyle. They're not necessarily wanting all of the um, the things that come with home ownership and tying you down, being able to move around within a city to different cities for, for jobs personally. I think it's really attractive for many people now. The other group of consumers, though, I think probably do have aspirations of home ownership still in the UK, 
But I think due to affordability challenges in big cities, that's becoming um, harder and pushing people into rental for longer whilst they continue to save to get onto the, um, the housing ladder. So I think what Build to Rent um, provides those people is that quality um, lifestyle option that they don't feel they have to rush into home ownership necessarily and overcommit. So I think um, it, there is a bit of a sea change, but I think it's been evolving over the last few years as um, you know, property prices have gone far in ex- excess of uh, wage inflation. And you mentioned the challenges of getting on the property ladder, but in a lot of cases, it's also been quite challenging to rent a property. It hasn't been a very user-friendly experience. Yeah. Um, how is how is the, should we call it the the, the mainstream build-to-rent sector, as opposed to the very um, polarised private rental sector, we'll call it, how, how has that changed the rental process and made it more user-friendly in terms of you know, flexibility of leases, um, deposit services and this kind of thing? Yeah, I think it has pushed the market in a different place. Um, I think having a professional 24-7 landlord, that it's not a side job, has made a big difference. You know, we can be responsive to the customer's need. If If the boiler breaks down, we will fix it straight away. It isn't a matter of getting, you know, a contractor out in a couple of weeks' time, which some of us have experienced in our past lives. So changing the expectations of what consumers want has been one, but also, you know, delivering on that expectation has been critical. Um, I don't think it... I think it gives people more options on what they want out of their rental experience and what value they are willing to pay for and what things that that are important to them. So I think professionalising that just gives people more options. Mm Obviously, I, I guess the ideal for, for for Cortland and other operators is to have tenants stay for a considerable period of time. But we have seen uh, operators such as Fizzy Living offering three-month contracts, which brings in qu- quite an interesting area where the service department extended stay market and, and build to rent are potentially going after the same customers, you know, project mm. work. Um, temporary corporate housing and this kind of thing. Is this an area where you see potential to grow, um, you know, your business? Is, is this an area where we're going to see both sectors competing? I think there's synergies across the, the space. I think um, not. you don't want all short-term lets in a build-to-rent model. You know, it's about um, keeping a balance across your portfolio. So I think... Having some element of that is probably useful in different markets. It won't suit all built-to-rent markets. It's not necessarily the demand um, in in all product types. But I think having that flexibility does provide optionality. But I don't think it will, you know, reach in and and take away from that service department sector. It's a very specific um, area for um, corporate travellers in particular, I think. So I think there are synergies and there will be some complementary areas that probably um, will be competing, but I don't think it will, you know, cannibalise each other in the, in the immediate term, for sure. Yeah. Are, are the skill sets involved in managing, say, a three-month corporate let and a traditional build-to-rent customer similar enough to, for you to consider having the same, the same groups in the same building? Would that work? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that service approach, you know, 
that driven by a hospitality mentality definitely is something that is um, synergistic across both of the sectors. So I think that works nicely together. The expectation of what the consumer can get um, is, but obviously then there are divergences as well in terms of turnover and, and what you need in your back office to, to market, service, lease, et cetera. That starts to get a bit different. Mm-hmm. And finally, Victoria, what are you most looking forward to this year? What are going to be the highlights for Cortland in, in, in Europe this year? Um, well, personally, um, this will be my first you know, full year with business joining late last year. Um, I'm really looking forward to working with the teams that we've got here and expanding on the platform. So we've got a really solid platform in the UK now um, and looking for the future and strategically growing the business is something that I'm really excited about. Um, so looking forward to doing that across all parts of our business through the UK and Europe going forward. Great stuff. Victoria, thanks for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, head over to servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio. 